This is a shear on Likutisichais Chelek Yudches, the Sichav Nosei Dalid, fourth Sichav Nosei. By every, by, by the commandment for Brichas Kehanim, the Lashon is, So you shall um, bless the Bnei Yisrael, Amar Lahem, say to them. So Rashi explains on the words, Amar Lahem, explain to them, that this Amar with a comet is Kamei Zacher Shomer. It's like the word Zacher Shomer, remember and guard, which it says about Shabbos. Belaz, in the old French, it's Dishant. Says the so that's the first thing Rashi says. It's like Zocher and Shomer. Then Rashi says Emer Lahem Sheyiu Kulam Sheimim that they should all hear Lahem to the Bnei Yisrael that they should Bnei Yisrael should all hear what the Kohenim say. Amir. Third period says Rashi Amir Mali Amir is complete is is Mali with a vav because Aleph Mem Reish can spell Amir as well but it says Aleph Mem Vav Reish. And this Mali means with a vav, don't bless them hurriedly, ubebeholus, and um, with uh, kind of um, being overwhelmed. But with intentional, and with intention and with a complete heart. From the fact that by each of the three Pirushim in Rashi, Quotes again from the Pasuk. Twice he says, Amor Lohem. And one time he says, Amor. In other words, right? We said this, we, we, we said three things, Rashi says. Rashi first quotes Omer Lahem and he says like Zohar and Shomer. Then he says Omer Lahem, they should all be hearing. All the nations should hear. And then he just says Omer. He says Omer, he comments on the word Omer is Mali. The fact that he brings, that the first two times he says, he brings the words Omer Lahem. And the third Pirush he just brings Omer. So from this we understand that each of the Pirushim of Rashi is explaining a different thing in the language that Rashi quoted. So then we have to understand, since the first two um, Pirushim of Rashi, he explains the word Omer Lohem, right? Both, both things. So Rashi sort of first said the third Pirush, which is just explaining Omer, before he explains Omer Lohem. In other words, there's three... Um, there's three Dibur Hamaskal, there's three captions of Rashi. Omer Lahem, Omer Lahem, and Omer. Shouldn't Rashi first explain Omer? What he said, it's written Mali, and then the other two Pirushim, Omer Lahem. So for this we understand that even though each Pirush is its own self-standing concept, that's why it comes in three Dibur Hamaskal, with three separate captions of Rashi, but they have to be explained in this order. There's some reason and rhyme to the order in which they are being explained by Rashi. The third caption, which is just Omer, is obviously dealing with an issue that only arises after we explain the first two Pirushim that we've done on Omer Lohem. 
Okay, so let's analyze the Rashi base. The first period of Rashi is that this Omer is like Zohar and Shomer. So Mephoshim explain Rashi is coming here to Bavorin. Rashi is coming here to forewarn the difficulty in the word Omer. So it's not in a language of instruction, but it's in a language of Hoive of present tense or other mocker, or it's a word that the, the, the correct grammatical um, translation of this word marker is infinitive. To be honest, I'm um, not so well versed in grammar. Unfortunately, Lashon HaKadosh not, <coughs> and realistically also not in English. So infinitive doesn't to me, besides seeing that that's the way it's translated, doesn't mean anything. So I'm going to refer to it as marker, Lashon so <coughs> let me try and explain what he means there. That the Aleph, the Rebbe says it, the Aleph is with a Sego. In other words, the Aleph is not with a Sego, which if it was an instruction, as it seems to be, by David Hashem Meisha. So the Pesach reads like this. Pesach reads, by David Hashem Meisha Hashem spoke to Meisha. David El Aaron, the man of Levi, speak to Aaron and his children saying, his sons saying, so you shall bless the Bnei Yisrael. Amor Elohim, say to them. If it's an instruction, it really should say, Amor Elohim, say to them. Or Imru Elohim, in, in the plurals, say to them. Um, it doesn't say that, it says it with a comma. It's Amor Elohim. So that is Loshon Hoiva. It's like a fact, saying to them. So it would be like saying, speak to Arnis, son, saying, so you should bench the Bnei Yisrael, saying to them. Should be said to them. So from this, Rashi explains, according to certain Mepharshim, that Omer Taka here, it's it's with a comma. It's, it's a Lashon Heve. It's a present tense. It's not an instruction. But that's not an exception because we find also that even words that are written in this way, like Zocher and Shomer, which are like Zocher means remembrance, Shomer, guarding. And really, it doesn't say zechayr, which would be an instruction. Instruction. Remember. So, but nonetheless, in those places, zochar and shomer, what that shows is that there has to be a continuous remembering of Shabbos, as Rashi already explained earlier when he explains on the, the words of Aser Sadibur zochar. What does it say? Zochar to new lev lizker tamid. This should be something that you always pay attention to remember. Remember. So if we would say Zechai, remember, would be an instruction, wouldn't be as strong. The Zechai makes it stronger. In looking up the, looking up the, um, this concept, I saw, uh, for example, maybe a, a pasuk you're familiar with, Mikol Eitz Agan Ochel Teichel. From all the fruits of the of the Gan Eden, Adam was told, Ochel Teichel, you shall, you may surely, you may freely eat. So teichel means you may eat. The ochel means eating. So it's like little translation. From all the fruits of the tree, eating you shall eat. So that ochel is just a, uh, is a hoive, a mocker. It's, it's the word in its, in its present tense, in its source. Similarly here, omer, saying. Speak to the Bnei Yisrael, speak to the children of, of the Aaron and his sons. Omer Elohim, saying to them. 
but the same thing is with Zohar, says Rashi. Zohar, Esyem HaShabbos, means remembering. Esyem HaShabbos, Esyem HaShabbos, which means, it's an inst- but it actually means also an instruction, even though it says it in the language of Lashon Moker, Lashon Haven. Other before learned, though, that, that Omer is Taka. Um, Other Mefarshim learn, however, that even though Omer with a comet is not an instruction, but that is the mocker. And Rashi is saying we find that this language of mocker, this language in, in, in the uh, infinitive way, is also used by instruction, like Zohar and Shomer. Where Zohar and Shomer is, although the intention there is definitely to tell the Bnei Yisrael to keep the Shabbos, it's also written in that grammatical way of mocker. However, both instances, however we explain it, it it's difficult, in addition to other difficulties, says Rebbe. What's difficult? Since Rashi is just translating the word Omar. Why does he also quote the Lohem? He doesn't just say in his caption, his Dibra Maskal, Omer. And then just say, just like Zacher in Shomer. Also, we have to understand why does Rashi bring two, two, two examples, Zacher and Shomer? Why isn't it enough just to give an example of Zacher or just Shomer? That would bring out the point that sometimes it's written in a language, in a nikud, in a, in a vowelization of mocker, but really it's an instruction. Gimel. In the second Pirish of Rashi, second caption, Rashi says, Omer lahem, say to them, kulam shemim, that they should all hear. So simply speaking, the intention here is like Mefarshim, translate. You shouldn't think that the Koyin can say the Birchas Kenim, kind of between him and himself, like under his breath, even though the community will not hear. No, the Torah says, Omer lahem, it has to be said in a way that it's being said to them that they should all be able to hear. So it's not understood, he says. Aleph. First of all, Mimon of But whichever way you look at it, if Rashi is learning this from Lahem, that they all have to hear, so he doesn't have to bring the word Omer. He just say Lahem. Just emphasize that they have to hear it. And if the Raya that Rashi is bringing is also from the word Omer, that the speech has to be in a way that Lahem, that it should reach them, which that would seem to be what Rashi is saying, because that fits in more to the content of the Pasuk, which is speaking about the Qur'anim speaking. This is not an instruction to the Bnei Yisrael to, to hear. So if that's the case, that it's an instruction to the Qur'anim, Omer, speak Lohem in a way that it gets to them, so Rashi's language should have been, like the Gemara says, that the Amira, that the speech has to be in a loud voice. Just state it, why don't you spell it out clearly, Rashi? Base, since Rashi does not mean to negate. Sorry, since Rashi means to negate that this shouldn't be a bracha beinam lebeinatzman, shouldn't be some kind of an undertone that they speak between them and themselves. Why doesn't Rashi say this explicitly, like he later on negates that they shouldn't do it hurriedly? And actually, the Sifri in the Gemara 
spell it out literally. But you have to say it loudly. That this should be a kolshken, this should be a kavachaymer. If even in the Sifri and the Gemara, which they are not written for five-year-olds, that's written for Mishnaic age kids, 10-year-old, or even more for Gemara age kids, 15-year-olds, even there, they had to spell out clearly that it needs to be said in a loud voice. People should be able to hear that they shouldn't say it softly. So Rashi should also have said, said so, say it in a loud voice, not softly. What does he not express clearly what he's saying? Um, Gimel. Why does he say the lush and cool I'm shaming? They're all listening. And he doesn't say who he means. Okay, even though this does come in continuation to the Pesach, which says, so you should bless the B'nai Yisrael, say to them. So we know that there's a community of Israel that's being talked to here. But it doesn't mean all the Yidin from all times. It means the Yidin that are there when these particular Kerenim are benching, these particular, this particular community. So it would have been more appropriate for Ash to say, just like the Lashon Sifri, that the Kol HaKohol, the whole congregation, in other words, those that are gathered together in the presence of the Kerenim, should be able to hear. Dalit. The third Pirish, where Rashi explains the word Omer, he says Mole, it's written with a, with a full, with a Vav. And Rashi teaches, Don't bless them. Hurriedly, with haste, with Baholus and with confusion. But do it with intention of a Leib Shalom, with a complete heart. So we have to understand. Aleph, as we already said many times, the difference between mole and choser, the difference between full with a vav, with a vav, without a vav, is not a kasha shuta shemikra that Rashi needs to comment on. On the contrary, mostly from the words in the Chumash that are written with a mole, written with either with a vav or without a vav, a choser, in other words, when there's, when there's a, 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 it could have been written with an additional letter or without the letter, Rashi doesn't usually explain why it's written this way or that way. Unless there's some other question that bothers him in the literal meaning of the Pesachim, which, which can become answered through looking at the word, whether it has, whether it's Malay or Chaser, then Rashi will comment. So we have to understand why here does Rashi comment on this Omer with above? What, 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 what question does he come to answer? Rashi doesn't always comment on that. Base, why should there be even a thought that the Kerenim should bench the Yidin? Why would you think they would do it in a hurry or with confusion? And therefore Rashi has to say you got to do it with intention or with a full heart. So the Medrash says that Hashem told, with regarding to saying it uh, without haste, told the Kerenim, not because I told you that you have to bless the B'nai soul, should you then bless them with a kind of a haste or a, or a, or, or, a um, or a confusion. You should do it with intention. Well, the Pirish HaPosha, the simple meaning of the Medish is, as Mepharshim explained, since David gave the Kerenim an instruction that they should bench the Eden, maybe they'll do it with haste and with pressure. But you can't say that Rashi means to, to, to talk about that because then Rashi should have spelled it out clearly. And also, but Pashtas, simply speaking, it doesn't fit. That, that period doesn't fit up because we already learned that there's a tzivu after the Echad Kamech, there's a command, love your fellows yourself. 
So just like the Kayan wants that when he's benched, it shouldn't be done by someone hastily. It should be done with full intention or with a complete heart. So for sure, he, that's the way he's going to bench other Yidin. Why would you have to tell him any differently? He knows you have to love your fellow yourself. Whatever you want, the way you want it done to you, that's the way you do it to others. You also can't say that the Medrash means to say, or the Rashi is trying to forewarn, that we may think that the Baruch will be hurriedly and with confusion, with, with haste. Why? Because the person may be overwhelmed. Hashem said to the Kernim, to bench them, and they saw they're going to be so overwhelmed, they're going to do it in a way that's, that's hasty. Because if you need to talk about being overwhelmed by a commandment of Hashem, so the Torah should have already said it by the first, very first mitzvahs. Pasha's boy, or the mitzvah, right? When he says to make the chaydesh, so they said, by the way, Hashem is giving you a commandment, don't get overwhelmed by the fact that Kodesh Baruch Hu is giving you a commandment and, and, and lose yourself. But do it properly with intention. The Torah doesn't say it by, by those mitzvahs. So why here, particularly does the Torah have to forewarn that you shouldn't do it with, a, with haste and confusion and overwhelmedness, but do it with kavana. Something special about here, obviously. Gimel, why does Rashi use the two languages, bechipozin, which means literally fast, with haste, or bebeholos, which means like being overwhelmed with confusion? And where does Rashi take these two concepts from? Hey, also, in the reverse, the question is, when Rashi says you have to do bekavana, with intention, with a complete heart, where do those two things come from? What, is the, what, is, what does that denote? Especially in it just says you have to do with kavana slave, with intention, it doesn't say two things. So the explanation in all of this is as follows. What forces Rashi to learn that Omer is like Zohar and Shomer is because the Pesach says Omer Lohem. In other words, it's not just the word Omer and its vowelization, not as an instruction, but as a mocker, as a present tense and a Lashon mocker that forces that compels Rashi to comment. It's also the the combination of Lohem, that's where Rashi quotes it in his caption. If it would just say, so you should mention Israel, say, saying, so you would learn the Pashas as Amor is not an instruction. It's not a Lushan Mokar. What it's saying is that so you should bench the Yidden, Amor saying, this not say to them, Yivarecha, Omer, saying, so it's not an instruction. The instruction is, so you shall bless them, so Omer, that would just mean saying. However, since it says, Omer, Lohem, in an expression of instruction, say to them, just like, Lo Yitamilahem, you shouldn't become Tommy to them, which is said um, earlier about a Kernim, not being Tommy. So, in other words, the Omer there, therefore, doesn't seem to be an instruction. It seems to be an instruction, yet it's written in the vowelization of a Lashon Mokir. But if so, then we have the question, why does it say Taka Omer with this vowelization, with the comments, Omer, and not an expression of Tzivui with a Segel or Imru? A Lashon of Mokir and a Lashon of Tzivui instruction are actually two separate things. Because the, the language of mocker, which is present and uh, infinitive, is, negates the concept of, of action. It's, it's, it's two separate meanings in the word. So this Rashi forewarns that even though it says, Omer Lohem, 
so, which you would say that this vowelization doesn't fit with instruction. Nonetheless, it is an instruction. Because you could have this lotion of mocker with the, with the comments, like Zacher and Shomer. And just like there, the intention is a commandment, even though it says it in Lush and Mokr. Because the reason it's being vowelized in a way, in a Lush and making make it a Lush and Mokr, is because the Torah is trying to say that this is an, a, a constant thing, st- strengthening the remembrance there about Shabbos, that constantly you should remember, as Rashi explains by Zacher. So also in the commandment of Omer it's said in Lush and Mokr because the birchas kerenim also has to be something, a constant, inyan t'midi. Ah, and according to this, we'll understand Vov, why Rashi needs both proofs, both the Zohar and Shomer. Because if the proof was just from Zohar, that's not enough. Because all is well by Zohar, you could say, okay, that makes sense that a Lushan Mokr would be used, because indeed, the remembrance has to be always, constant. As Rashi says, in the word Zohar, Take to heart, take to heart to constantly remember. Which Rashi doesn't mean literally remembering. You have to have the action of remembering. But the Nesina slave, the, 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 the mindfulness in the heart, to constantly remember. So that's not something. Um, that's not something that requires. <clears throat> that's that's not something that's limited in a particular time, which is not the case though in Amr Lahem Birchas Kehanim. That's something that's. It's not something per- constant. There's only certain times of a year that you do the Birchas Kehanim, and even if you want to say that according to the literal meaning of the pasuk, the Birchas Kehanim has to be every day, right? So. Um, still, in all, it's only one time a day. It's not tmidi, it's not constant like Zohar. The mindfulness of Shabbos continues throughout and always. So maybe you would say it's not really appropriate to compare this with Zohar. Omer doesn't, Birchas doesn't fit the same criteria as remembering Shabbos, which there means remembering it constantly. Here the Birchas just means say, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not really a continual saying on that level. So that's why Rashi also brings a proof from Shomer, because he says it says Zohar, Shomer. So the word Shomer, what's Shomer? Shmira Shabbos is not something that's constant. Shmira Shabbos means not violating the Shabbos. That's only relevant to Shabbos. Nonetheless, the language it says in Alosh and Mokr, Shomer with the comets, which is a constant. So from this is a proof that also something that is not happening, that is not being done actively at all times, but since it's done with a constancy, since it, there, there, there's a consistency in terms of time, that there's, it's always happening at, at certain times, you can use there also the comments, the Lashon Mokr. But why don't we just bring a proof from Shomer then? Because the proof of Shomer is not enough, because it's even less proof than Zohar. Why? Because Shemitah Shabbos is actually not an active thing. It's just not violating the Shabbos. So you could say that maybe there, you would want to use a Lashon Mokr fits, because even though the the the, full kiyum, the fulfillment of Shomer is only in a particular time when it's Shabbos, but the concept that you're not doing something that negates Shabbos, really that's all the time. You're not violating Shabbos also on Monday. So 
That's why you would think maybe the shomer is more of a constant, so that's why it would be without vowelization in Lashon Mokr. However, that wouldn't be the same with Omer. So that's why we have both. So that's why the main proof is from Zohar, which is a, 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 an action and a, a positive movement, a positive activity of remembering. And that's why, indeed, it's not in, with, with the constancy of Shomer, which is all the time happening, you're, you're, you're not violating Shabbos seven days a week, right? So, but the Zohar is less constant because it's only at um, when you remember. Nonetheless, the Tzivu is used in Lashon Mokah. So this also would make sense why Omer Lehem, even though it's only from time to time, it's not a constant. However, since there's a constant, it's a Kviyus in Zman, it's fixed in the time constantly at certain times, or every day, so therefore it fits to use a Lush and market, use it with the vowelization of comets, which shows on constancy. As we say, the Lush and Tomid by Mineira, even though the, it says you have to, the, fi, the, the light of the Mineira has to be constantly going up, even though it was just every night. It didn't it burn the whole 24 hours. Okay, so according to this, though, Zion, so that's why Omer Lahem. Omer um, Lahem is Lashon Maker, and Rashi brings Zohar Vishama, which also means instruction, which also is also an instruction, even though it's using a Lashon Maker. Zayin, according to this, is difficult to understand, though. Since the Torah said, since the Torah, anyway, doesn't say the time of the fixed time for benching the Kohanim, the Kohanic benching. So, what does Omer Lahem contribute? It says, So you should bless them. So what is added by the fact that it says, Omer lehem, say to them. It doesn't say when. It's constant, but it doesn't say when constantly. It's difficult to answer that, You may have learned mistakenly that is when you want to bless the Jewish people. So, so you should bless them. With this Nusach. So that's what the Torah says. No, Omer lehem. It's an instruction. You should bless them. You should say to them, this is something you should do. Not just when you feel like it, this is what you should say, but you should say to them this blessing. That's not a good answer, says the because according to this, it should have said the exact opposite. First, it should have said the instruction. You should, um, you should say to them, you have a mitzvah to bless them, and then it should have said, when you fulfill this mitzvah, blessing them, this is the way you should bless them. To another objection to the previous uh, way of trying to explain. On the contrary, Amor Lahem is, seems to be a, a steer to the Lashon of the Bracha. The whole Bracha is in singular. Yibarechecha. You should be blessed. Singular. Yishmerecha, yoir, elecha, vichonecha, yisa, elecha. Lecha, all to you, all singular language. Amor Lahem is say to them, it's Lashon of. So from this, Rashi is compelled to say that here's not just an instruction from the Kohenim side. Here's also, we have to listen to Lahem, to them. There's an instruction here, the Kohenim being told about them. What is that? That they should all hear. The explanation is like this. The Baruch of the Kohenim is taka singular. In other words, they bench the Yidin, 
each one individually as an individual. On the other hand, the Kainim also have to lahem, have to make sure that the collective can all hear. That everybody should hear how they are benching every individual. Everybody can hear how they're benching every individual. Um, as a part of the klal, as a part of the, of the collective. So now we understand. After this, so there's a progression here. Omer Lahem, first time she said, Omer is an instruction. Just like Zohar Hashem, it's an instruction. I, why does it say Lahem? Next time she explains now. Lahem, why Lahem? What's it got to do with them? No, no, no. Omer Lahem, the, the Lahem, the collective has to all hear. Even though, it's really Lashon Yochid. Now Rashi comes in his third shot and is going to explain a difficulty that arises. If I have to bless the collective and the individual, that's a little, that's overwhelming. So now Rashi says, don't bench them hurriedly and in a way that you're confused or overwhelmed. Since you have to have this multifaceted kavana together, you have to intend for every Yochid, you should be blessed. Each, each of the yidden that are there in that, in that crowd standing in front of the Kerenim. And on the other hand, it has to be lohem, that the klal, the collective, has to hear and be benched. So that could cause the Kerenim to be hasty. In other words, he can, he can be overwhelmed and, and, and try to cram everything in into his intention. He's going to say, you should be benched, every individual. And he also has to mean all the yidden. And so he's going to be Beholus is Meloshan Bahol or Balul, Tsumisht. It's going to be overwhelmed, it's a tumult, it's like uh, overwhelmed, on Tsumisht and mixed up, confused, because he has all these kavanas. So, it's, in other words, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, he needs an agility in, in order to, to bring this all together. He may not, he may feel overwhelmed with this, and mixed up, confused. That's what I says, Omer, it says, Mole. Here we need to emphasize, now that we've explained what the, what's required from the Bichas Kenim, that it's an instruction. And it's an instruction to Lahem, that the collective should be part of it, but it's also in Lashon Yochid. Now the Torah tells us, Omer, what, what is he saying by saying, putting in a, a writing it Malay, complete word with a Vav, that the Amira has to be a complete saying. It should be with Kavana, with intention, and with a full heart. Has to be what the kavana has to be. So there's now where the Rebbe's explained these two languages: kavana and leiv shalom. Kavana intention for every for every individual and the klal, and it should also be leiv shalom with a complete heart, without being overwhelmed, without being mixed up. In other words, the koyin may think, since he has to bench the entire community, so maybe he should also bench every yid. He should leave a, a sliver of his heart for each individual. So that says, no, believe shalom. You have to have with a complete heart for everybody. Every yid has to be benched with a complete heart, individually and collectively. That's a bit of a balancing act for a kaya. Ches. Funyeyna shal coming to the wine of the Torah, the inner aspect of the Torah that we can see in this Rashi. These two examples that Rashi brings for Omer Lahem, it's like Zohar and Shomer, doesn't just explain the words Omer Lahem. It also gives a general introduction to Bichas Kerim. About she says that Yivarecha means she's that your property should be blessed. And Yishmelecha says Rashi that robbers 
shouldn't come to take your money. As Rashi explains at length how it is by a, a person of flesh and blood, you can give somebody a gift and then that, that gift can be taken by somebody else. Right? And he says, Rashi spells out, somebody gives a gift, usually it can be taken, and therefore, what benefit did the, did the recipient have? But Hashem, he gives a blessing, he gives it, and he also protects it. So the Chayru is not understood, why does Rashi have to go to such arichas? It's a simple thing. Right? Rashi goes and says, when, when robbers come, Rashi spells out, what benefit does he have with his gift? gift? It's a simple thing. What is Rashi at? Rashi is adding that Yiparecha and Yishmerecha are not two separate things. It's one bracha. The bracha is that your property should be blessed. What does it mean to have blessed properties? Only if Yishmerecha, if it also includes that they're protected. Because if not, what, what hana, what benefit is it that you got, that you got the blessing? If, if it's taken from you, then the Yiparecha is not, is, not, is not of any consequence, it's not of any benefit. Similarly, it's not two separate things. Shem should uh, shine, so to speak, his countenance on you. You should find favor in his eyes. And he should give you peace. It's not two separate things. It's one bracha which is positive and negative. When can you have peace? When Hashem, when Hashem shines his face to you. In other words, he overcomes his anger to you. You find favor in his eyes. He's not angry at you and you have peace. Two parts of, of uh, two sides of one coin. And that's why Rashi explains. But the Torah says, Amar Elohim, say, them, say to them these brachas. And he says, the brachas are like Zachar and Shomer. Two parts of one, of one uh, a positive and a negative are the same thing. Zachar and Shomer Shabbos is not two separate things. They're one thing. We say even Zachar and Shomer is said in one, in, in one breath, in one, in one speech, which a human being can't do, but Hashem did. Because when is Zohar complete? When you have Shomer, when you keep Shabbos. Similarly, Omer Lahem, every bracha that the Kohenim are benching Eden has a positive and a negative. They're like Yivarecha, your property should be blessed in a way of Yishmerecha, in a way that it's not taken from you. He gives it to you and he guards you. And then Dafke is the, the, the bracha is Bishlemus. And in continuation to this, by the way, the Rebbe puts in Ha'ara 29 that the second brachosa, Yorah Hashem Panavilecha, which Hashem should shine his face to you, which is a simon and it's a vichuneka, that Hashem gives you a grace. And in continuation to this, says the Rebbe, Sarashi explains, Omer Lahem, Shikulam Shem, everybody should hear that the preparation for the bracha, that the bracha should be in this way. A bracha that has, that the one bracha should have two aspects, positive and negative, that's when the Yidin are, that's when the Yidin, and similarly, the bracha and the kavanah of Kernim, when, when the, that contain, the Yidin and the intention of the Kernim contains two nekudas. Which nekudas? The bracha, the, the nekudah of Yochid and Rabbi, that the bracha is to every individual, Sigh with when the Kohenim say it, and sigh the way everybody receives it and feels it. They feel they're being blessed individually. On the other hand, you also have Shkulam Shemim, the second aspect that it's part, they're all part of a collective. They all hear in a way that they feel part of the collective. That each individual feels that the brach is being given 
to somebody else as well, and to the entire collective of, of the whole community standing with. And that comes, how does that come? That comes when a person negates and doesn't feel so strongly his own mitzvah. He feels as though he's part of the collective. And that's why we know this rule, that when there's when we all stand together as one, that is the keli, that's the vessel to barcheinu avinu, that Hashem bless us. We say it in Simshalim, right? Barcheinu avinu Hashem should bless us when it literally means our father bless us all of us like one. What's the taich that we taich here? When we are when we're all like one that elicits and brings down the bracha of Hashem. Till the general bracha Hashem gives us peace. Which peace is, says about peace it's equivalent to everything. When you have peace you have everything. Till the most the Full, uh, complete fulfillment of this when Mashiach comes, which it says about Mashiach, Chazal tells Sholem Shema, his name is Sholem. Well, then it will be Hashem says, I'll turn to all the nations in a clear language. They will all, they should all call out in the name of Hashem to serve him as one group. Because the world will be full of the knowledge of Hashem, just like the river, the seabed is covered with water.